Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Cut the Shit, a podcast series that aims to take a closer look at the impact of the IT industry, both the good and the bad. Cut the Shit is brought to you by Plow Networks, a managed IT services company based just outside Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Brian Link, EVP of Products and Services here at Plow, and I'll be your host for this series. I'll ask questions, and with the help of our guests, try to dig deep on some of the key challenges we all face dealing with IT. So with that, let's cut the shit and get started. This week, Brian is off, so Talia and I are back. For many small businesses, marketing can be the forgotten department. Whether it isn't in the budget, it's too time-consuming, or a variety of other factors, many small businesses don't take full advantage of what marketing can do for their company. Today, we will be walking through a marketing toolkit that we have put together based off our experience that hopefully will make the job of marketing your business feel less daunting, more manageable, and overall give you some actionable steps to improving your small business's marketing in 2023. Enjoy. Well, welcome back to the first episode of 2023 of Cut the Shit. Um... As you can tell, this is not Brian. Once again, the girls, the girls are back. The marketing yeah. girls are back. Uh, so for the first episode this year, we wanted to kind of do something a little bit different um, and give you something a little bit more like tangible and applicable uh, for you to use in your business or maybe, I don't know, something that you can relate to that we've also done here um, at Plow. But we're going to be kind of walking you guys through Um, our marketing structure here at Plow, um, some of the things that we've learned over the years and uh, some of the takeaways that we have for you guys to um, maybe use in your business in 2023 and some of our marketing ins and outs Mm -hmm. that we're saying for the new year. So getting right into it, um, I think we've kind of discussed before, but Plow is more of a small business. So I think a lot of times in small businesses specifically, marketing's kind of the forgotten department. Uh, and so initially when the company started, I don't think there was a technical marketing department. <laughs> yeah, I um, have definitely heard stories from Cameron and Brian before they hired me onto the team where, I mean, I know that they both always saw the value in marketing right. and what it can do for the business, but it was more of a conversation around like, we're a small business. Does it make sense for us to pay for this type Spend of the money. resource? Right. Yeah. Um, and so that I feel like probably a, a lot of small businesses feel that way. And I feel like we're almost like not really small anymore. Right. But, yeah. Um, just to like weigh the pros and cons and know that like if you are hiring somebody, especially if it's a sole person, they're going to have a, a lot of work yeah, to do. Definitely. Um, so finding the right person is key as well in that uh, you know journey of deciding do we or don't we when it comes to marketing. Yeah, I think so. And I think for um, a lot of small businesses too, it's kind of like putting the trust on somebody else to get what you know and how you want to communicate something out to somebody else and kind of like delegating that is probably like something that's a little hard too aside from the monetary part of it it's like the releasing your baby to somebody right i've never owned a business but i can imagine like as a small business owner yeah you are you're putting trust in this person to relay to the outside world potential clients current Mm -hmm. clients like 
what it is that your business does, who you are as a business, your ethos, your core values, like all those things that you, I'm sure like keeps you up at night, especially when you're first starting a business and wanting to craft like how you are perceived. Um, So definitely at the beginning of my time here at Plow was a lot more like uh, deep-seated collaboration with the founders like Brian and Cameron and I was not as confident as well and I was just learning like what their message what they wanted that to be right um, and all the things that I just mentioned what they what their vision was for that so I was also leaning on them a lot to be like okay I've done this but what do you think and I've written this up is this okay or put together this imagery does this like align with like how you see some of our content um looking yeah so yeah I that's a long way to say yes <laughs> I can imagine as a small business owner it's very hard to put your trust in somebody um, yeah did you feel that in those earlier days of you working here and kind of being the sole person of the quote-unquote marketing department did you feel that it was kind of more on your shoulders to get those conversations started with um everybody else because they maybe hadn't thought about these things before because the department just didn't really exist and like if so how did you start having those conversations yeah I think it's something they definitely thought about I think they actually Mm -hmm. thought about it a lot yeah the two founders (laughs) um which is like a good thing and a bad thing Um, right it was just a matter of like them putting like pen to paper and like agreeing on some things or coming up with messaging that they both like believed in and stood behind. Right. Um, so my strategy was always like start something like say, Hey, we want to, I don't know, figure out what is our mission statement. That's something you do like very early on in a business, but let's, we want to find out what our mission statement is rather than saying like, Hey, what's our mission statement? I would say, Hey, I've, I've done some work. I put together a few different options for what Mm -hmm. I think like, from what I know, from how long I've been here, what I've experienced, what I think our mission statement is. And then that would get like their brains and and their brains rolling, sure. Yeah. Um, And then they could come back to me, give me feedback and say like, you're close or like, no, not at all. This is kind of more what I I think it is. But I think just like taking a stab at it Mm -hmm. was key for me. And at least how the founders here work, they obviously are executives and founders. So they have a lot of Um, competing priorities so I felt like if I just put something down and presented it to them that was definitely the best way to like try and get things done yeah but I think um with all of that that those conversations that you were having and the communication between uh the people who founded the business and understand it best and the marketing department uh really helped move forward in all of the content that you guys were putting out and the the overall voice of the company like having those conversations and being really involved with the people because at the end of the day like it's their message and like we said their baby so having that open line of communication and being able to discuss all of that stuff I think is really important when you bring anybody on in a company but especially with marketing because it is hard to grasp especially this type of business that is very technical and very um, kind of far away from us in terms of our background in the products and services that we offer so to like have that open line of communication i feel like uh is really important yeah there's still in some ways depending on what it is like deeply involved like if it comes to something 
that's very close to the brand, like a differentiator statement or or our story or if we're ever creating content around that, right. they like to get involved, which I don't think, like if you're in a big company, you don't really get that, right. which is awesome, um, getting to work with them. And like, they are so passionate about this company and this business and they always come forward with like, they have great ideas yeah they know it best and um yeah so i do still get to work with them to this day which is always a lot of fun yeah so at what point did you guys decide um that it was time to maybe expand the marketing department or maybe make a shift in the type of content that um that was being created here yeah um it was a it was a learning curve for sure for a few years Mm -hmm. for me and and others as well, because I would lean on other people, like I mentioned, to try and, and help with some of the things that I was working yeah. on and just getting people to shift in that to that kind of mindset that they've maybe haven't thought about beyond like with themselves. Like yeah. In their brain. <laughs> um, so I think I was working solely for three years and um, where it was just me, mm-hmm. um, which was it's a it's a lot like as a small business you really like I don't think many have large marketing teams more than like two or three people um if that I mean some I feel like uh it's up to the people running the business to to do the marketing right like if it's an architecture firm maybe it's one of the designers who's running their Instagram page right because she likes that as in addition to like her job and she's like oh take it on like I can do that um but yeah so it was like three years where I was working alone trying to juggle a lot I had like a lot of ideas in terms of what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. or what I thought that we should do or could do um but a lot of my time was being bogged down by some of the things that we talk about a lot that are like essential to the business but just are time consuming like yeah social media accounts like in big 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 companies with big marketing teams I imagine it's like one team running the Twitter one team running the Instagram yeah obviously that we're not we're not there (laughs) and I don't know if we ever will be and that's not always necessary and is probably not necessary for a lot of businesses but um running like all of those things alone on and then trying to like have side projects in terms of creating video content and writing blog content and then one year it was we were redoing the website Mm mm-hmm just a lot to juggle um so I think just adding one person to the team a for like creativity Mm -hmm. was one of my main goals like somebody that is dedicated to the marketing team that I felt like I could bounce ideas off of or they could bring ideas to me and like we could just work together more like on a day-to-day basis versus like when somebody on another team had time yeah um and as we've talked about before, like, <laughs> it's funny because we're talking about you. Yeah. But this, this second person that we brought yeah, on. Yeah, this mystery Surprise, surprise. Person. It was Emily. <laughs> um, we just saw a huge need for video. Yeah. Video content. And that's kind of where it was like, okay, I, could, I can create video content, but some of my other priorities are then going to have to fall by the wayside. Right. Because it's just, again, everything obviously takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really where the need sprung. Yeah. Sprung from. I think making that decision to to we always think I social media is like easy. It's kind of like, oh, it's an afterthought. But in yeah. in the way that the world works right now, it's like 
that's like a like you said it that's like a whole job like there there are people now who are social media managers or directors or whatever and the way that it consumes time it's it's nearly impossible to create the type of uh, social media presence without dedicating a lot of your time to that and so I think where a lot of businesses maybe don't realize the um, time that it does take so that's starting off with like oh I'll just run the social media page or oh Susie has extra time even though she works in HR but she says she likes Instagram it can become overwhelming really quickly and I think uh, once you do hire people to start taking that over that's when you're able to kind of expand into these other marketing things that we've been working on because your time isn't allocated solely to oh I got to put out four Instagram posts a week and Mm -hmm. six LinkedIn things or whatever so yeah and it's about the quality of the the content you post out there too which takes time in terms of like sitting down and making like a thought out decision of like what is going to go out in this time frame or during this social media campaign um, or whatever it is, whatever your strategies are. Um, it's not just like, okay, let me just write something up really quick and get out there because we have to put out three LinkedIn posts yeah. this week. Um, but I do like, it is so important. I feel like our social media, especially our LinkedIn page, has attributed a lot to um, our branding and our recognition out there. Like totally. In, in, the, in this space. Um I would never trade that for anything like I know like I said it it takes time and it's sometimes can feel like a pain in the butt yeah (laughs) um but in my opinion it's so worth it I think it's worth it too and also just when you are especially I think in the IT industry which is known to be like more cold more kind of in the background you need to per yourself to people as people and I think social media does a great job of allowing you to show the rest of the world who you are what you do and why you do it and especially the way that it is now with LinkedIn being I feel like it's more interactive now than it used to be Uh, people are encouraged to comment on things and share things and post Uh, promotions or job transfers it makes it really easy to communicate directly with people rather than like just sending out an email it's it's something is more personable about social media than anything else so yeah I do think it's it's definitely worth it and if it's not something that you're currently doing I think if you take anything away from this it's get on social media yeah in 2023 yeah businesses can be a little stiff yeah you know and 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 I get that because you want to be professional obviously and and reputable and you know people to take you seriously um but at the same time I think like what I've seen out there whether it's business content or just people on LinkedIn what I've seen like go viral or have a lot of engagements is like people being real and talking about their real experiences or real thoughts or feelings towards different topics um and I think that's part of like what we're trying to do with this podcast itself is just like real business people talking to real business people about like what are their challenges every day what keeps them up at night I know we say that a lot um and just like relate to the people that are actually like you forget that there's actually when you get 
10 likes on your LinkedIn post or whatever, like those are 10 human beings. Right. And that means that you resonated with them in some type of way and they, they can relate to what you've put out there. Um, yeah. And I just think that's so important again. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, when I was initially hired on, it was as like a video content intern. And um, that decision that um, the company made to start pushing out video, I think was it was genius because like we said, it's like, how do you get to know a business when when you don't know a business? Mm -hmm. And so putting video and adding a voice to your company is just I don't think there's really a downfall in it, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then the podcast as well. It's just essentially a form of video content or audio yeah. content. And it, it's another way to just communicate with your audience. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's we, great. Yeah. And we are not perfect by any means. No. We're just <laughs> two marketing girls trying to get by here. But Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're learning and we've learned a lot along the way. And so that's kind of the point of uh, the rest of this episode is we're going to kind of give you a toolkit, I guess, a marketing toolkit of things that we've done, we've implemented some things that didn't work and some things that have worked and um, what what we've done. And hopefully like you can walk away with mm -hmm. some some more knowledge. But mm -hmm. I think to get right into it, we've kind of broken this up into eight sections, I believe. Uh, so get your pen and paper down or don't. By we, Emily means her. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, there's nothing. My laptop is just here for a security blanket. There's nothing on here. Yeah. So we've kind of broken this down into eight sections. So we'll just take you through these and uh, hopefully you can find something that you like out of it and maybe implement it or not. We're not, like we said, we're not experts. This is just what's worked for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, number one, uh, I think I kind of hinted at this in the beginning, but it's just communication. Mm -hmm. That's been a really, I think we have improved our communication a lot just between you and I and also with the rest of the team members a lot this past year, I guess. Can't mm -hmm. say this year anymore. It's been like four days. <laughs> but <laughs> um, we've done a lot of focus with communication it's actually pretty comical to think it's different when you're alone and when you're doing right things alone and you don't really have someone to collaborate with or report back to I mean I, I did but like again solely dedicated to the marketing team yeah so it's pretty funny how I would manage myself like, <laughs> a few years ago like to all you single marketing team people in a small business like I see you yeah <laughs> I would like literally this is how I would manage my tasks okay this is just exposing myself myself hey cut the shit I would have a book and every day I would write like my top three priorities for the day that I would delegate to myself mm -hmm. okay? based on obviously like some other things or requests I've had but for the most part these would be great ideas for me to like yeah. implement and do. And then, so I'd have my top three and then I would have a nice to have list. Like if I got all those three things done, would put like two or three more things. I would be like, I would have a really good day right. if I got to those. And if I didn't check any of them off that day, I would just like roll them over to the next day mm -hmm. and my new list. And that's how I would manage myself. And also that's how you would manage yourself as somebody who has the organizational brain to even do that because I'm thinking if it was me as the solo marketing department like I am not that's not how my brain works my yeah. brain is like it's like a dog like squirrel and then you just shift your focus so for me it 
I think what's really worked for us is the difference in our like the way it works because you are very organized where I am very like what what is it left brained or right brain the creative yeah. <laughs> side I just kind of like have these ideas and I just spurt them out where you're yeah. you've kind of helped me reel it in a bit yeah it's a balance because I don't like to micromanage I'm not trying yeah. to micromanage anybody but at the same time you have to stay on the same page and I think what we've learned is just like having one place yeah where we could just have everything that we can always reference back to or refer back to is key um yeah like it doesn't really work if you have your own tool that you're using right I have my own tool that we're using like how are we going to talk and and not talk not literally talk yeah you know get on the same page yeah Um, and it was trial and error for that for a while in terms of like actual tools that we use to keep ourselves organized and to like have like a good line of communication through with other people on uh in the company yeah um if we want to get granular i don't what were we using last year like trello or something i think we started with trello because it was like integrated into microsoft teams yeah and I, I believe we were using the free version. We were using Teams Tasks, too, at one point. Yeah. It's been a journey, people. Yeah, we've used <laughs> a lot. Um, obviously, we're a Microsoft company. We use Microsoft products. And Teams does have a good, like, task yeah. section. Yeah. Um, it's just what we're doing is so, I think, more intricate and step-by-step and timelines and a lot of different calendars needed so it just wasn't the best option for us i was gonna say if we put all of our tasks under tasks it would be so overwhelming yeah we need a way to break it up into categories like okay here's tasks for our website here's tasks tasks for the podcast Mm -hmm. tasks for email tasks for social um and so just finding a tool that was able to compartmentalize those things i felt like was very yeah like beneficial Mm mm-hmm and I, at the, it was like towards the end of 2022 was when we started using um, the tool that we're using now, which is Monday.com. And like always, nobody's paying us to say any of this, but I feel I like wish. we've, Monday. yeah, com. yeah. <laughs> Shout out Monday.com. Sponsor. No, I'm just um, But we're honestly, yeah, it's, it's worked really great for us so far. We've mm-hmm. been using it for a few months. And as somebody who is not type A at all, uh, I actually I still like it I don't feel like it's micromanagement I don't feel like it's overbearing and also there's a lot of cool features in terms of like push notifications or Mm -hmm. um just commenting commenting liking yeah liking yeah commenting back and forth to each other attaching files Mm -hmm. you know putting due dates setting priority level setting what's the status of it like are you yeah haven't started working on it like waiting for approval yeah it's a great project management tool that i think could be used in any department honestly right. not just marketing but it's and worked some, really great for us yeah and sometimes i would i would approach those tools and i would feel like so they they provide you a lot of like good templates for um like your contact calendar for mm-hmm. example and i would look at it and i would be like like we're too small not too small but like we don't do all of these yeah things yeah, that yeah. They, it's almost like set up for like like bigger marketing teams mm-hmm. um so i think just like it did take time it took me like days to set it up but yeah taking the time to just customize it for you sometimes i would look at the templates and i would just get overwhelmed because i'm like we don't need all this and yeah now, now i've messed it up because 
I've tried to change what they already had in place. And right. I've messed it up. So it is like a little labor of love to get like a tool like that set up. But like a couple days goes a long way when it's like, you know, you're using it. Yeah, totally. Totally. So we, we use that um, right now. We're really liking it. And then with that, we also use um, Hootsuite for our social media stuff, which yeah. we like. And um, it's a pretty easy application to use for posting your social media and queuing it up so you don't have to sit there at 11 a.m if that's the best time for you to post and physically post it yeah if you're just like starting out for a business or or maybe you are the hr person who's been handed like yeah (laughs) two jobs yeah you have to do socials for your company as well scheduling is key because you could like take an hour and a half or something and schedule one post for the next five days on a Monday and then mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about it again till the next Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically our big spiel on communication and communication tools. But those are some suggestions that we have. Also, if you're using Trello and you love it or if you're using Teams yeah. and you love it, that's awesome. But yeah. it just didn't work great for us. finding and one that goals. works for you is important. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like gotta go backtrack who said what and when and i had that idea where did i put it it's just like yeah marketing like it's creative brain exactly so sometimes like thoughts and ideas just come to you so just having somewhere yeah that you can put it and not forget about it because yeah i'll have like 20 ideas a day but if i don't write them down yeah in 30 minutes they're gone right so it's great um the next thing that i wanted to kind of talk about is something that we implemented pretty early on in me being here but um it's having goals for the that year or that quarter or whatever um and we've been doing this and I think um (laughs) it's been really helpful for me at least to kind of see like the bigger picture of everything Mm. um but that's just like establishing smart goals on your team or for yourself and uh holding yourself and your department accountable to like achieving those goals throughout the year yeah again like with this one it's we're not revolution revolutionizing anything here like, yeah any this, business school you've ever been to will tell you to do this right but, like they were right but some, yeah 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 but you should listen <laughs> yeah no but sometimes especially again like if you're the only marketing person it's almost like feels kind of silly to just like right to set goals for yourself kinda, like it's kind of like, weird just like okay i'm gonna make this these five goals for myself for the quarter and no one's really keeping me accountable for them and and let like obviously you have to be super self-motivated if you're in that position regardless but yeah um it is important because like you said just feeling a purpose of what you're doing on a day-to-day like okay but why are we posting five times a week on LinkedIn like what what is the goal yeah um, and those smart goals just help with that um and give you something to strive for, which I think is important no matter what, what job you're in. Yeah, definitely. If you need some inspiration, I'm just looking at ours here without explicitly <laughs> telling everybody all of our very specific goals for the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, some like ca- good categories that you might want to focus on is boosting engagement rate. And you can determine which, which profile is most important for your business. Um, if you're B2B like us, it might be LinkedIn. Maybe you're want it to be Instagram because you're trying to um, source new hires through there and showing your culture. 
um, search engine results, SEO and, and ranking in Google searches is a good category mm -hmm. to focus on. Um, if you're doing email marketing, generating qualified leads through email is always a good goal to focus on. <laughs> um, social media followers, that's obviously we've been talking about this a lot so far this episode. Um, is a good one to focus on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And I think with all of these is um, it's definitely been like kind of trial and error and figuring out like what we want our goals to be. But mm. those are all great. It's important. Yeah, exactly. And ha and also having those uh, conversations with the people at the top and mm -hmm. seeing like what they envision for this year mm. or whatever. But we've like also. It's really important to you. Yeah. Like, contact or converting people on your contact forums yeah things like that exactly it doesn't so, have to be like huge and feel like sometimes you feel like i would have this a lot i would google like what should we smart yeah. goals for marketing teams in 2020 right. and it would be these like huge goals or like things that we're not actually focused on but it would seem like that's what you should be striving for because, because that's everybody what, else is doing right and it's like learned over time like no okay that that's good like in terms of inspiration or a starting point or like how i was just explaining like giving you some ideas of maybe some areas that are important to you mm -hmm. um but a lot of that you have to figure out yeah as as you go right and i think a lot of it too is like really depends on your industry like right. some industries like certain things don't really matter as much right. or maybe matter more and definitely the right. size of your company impacts right. all of that like but if your website's really working for you to convert leads you probably want to focus your goals for the next year on like enhancing your website to mm -hmm. get even more right right stick with stuff that's already going good and figure out how to improve that and that's gonna you're gonna see a lot more results from that than trying to completely fix something that maybe just doesn't work agreed um, also, I think I just wanted to kind of mention this in our goals. Uh, we are both, I think, always wanting to learn more and expand our knowledge within our industry, within um, the marketing world in general. And so one resource that we've really taken advantage of over the last like two years is like um, HubSpot's Academy mm -hmm. um, function. It's essentially a online course portfolio of different uh, segments within the marketing world of classes, I guess, that you want to improve your knowledge on. And some of them are kind of silly and mm -hmm. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit redundant for things that you already know. But uh, we focused a lot last year on SEO and mm -hmm. kind of figuring out what that really means. Mm -hmm. It's a buzzword. You learn about it in college or if you didn't go to college, you've probably Googled it a lot. But it's like, what does it actually mean and how is it actually impacting your business? And that was something that um, I think we learned a lot from. Yeah. And I think we're going to continue to use in the future. But it's a free resource and it's really great. And it takes yeah. a couple of hours to finish. And you can get a cool certification and throw <laughs> it up on your LinkedIn. So. Yeah. No, that's a good point too. And, and these goals that we're talking about don't always have to be data-driven goals either. Like yeah. one of our goals last year was did we execute on our marketing content plan for the month right or, or what yeah we did a monthly scorecard mm -hmm. so did we execute and create everything that we had on the calendar for that month yes or no and the goal was like yes we right. did execute it all or it could be take one 
HubSpot Academy course mm-hmm. per quarter or something, whatever. It doesn't have to be, and those maybe are more personal goals, but yeah, just to point out, like, it doesn't always have to be like increase website traffic by 27% by the end of the year right. or like we're going <laughs> to yeah. burn up in flames. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, you know, as a small company, it's not the really way to say it, but maybe like this the pressure is not as on so much so you can yeah you can explore and trial and error and but have goals like that that are like very tangible goals but actually go a long way mm-hmm. I agree because I think if you if you make your goal too hard uh, it's going to feel very discouraging especially when you're a small department right. um because the not the blame, but almost like the reason for not achieving it only goes on your shoulders. So that can kind of be like a hard thing to focus on. So yeah, definitely create like bite-sized tangible goals that you can achieve. And then that's also a a great motivator, especially if you're a solo person to like do more next time or whatever. Like this year we're going to keep it, even if you're like, I could do better, I could do more. And I'm not saying, like, don't reach for the stars. Right. Um, But you have to build. And you have to make sure you can actually achieve it before you move on to, like, making the goal bigger than you initially, like, wanted it to be. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Um, This is just kind of important for, like, the basis of your marketing, messaging. um, But it's just, like, find the vibe. And I think um, having those conversations with the people whose vision you're working with is really important on this one and discovering like how you want the world to see uh, your company. And this year we did a lot to kind of, it was always the end goal was Mm -hmm. this vibe, I think, but Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a a lot of different pathways to get there. Um, But this year we, we really focused on like, honing in on that vision, on that vibe, on that color palette, on that look with mm-hmm. all of our content. And I think uh, it always looks nicer and it always, it almost fools people to think that you have a marketing department of 15 mm-hmm. when when the stuff that you're putting out looks like it. So yeah. it's tedious, but I think it's definitely worth it to like really sit down and figure out what is it that like we want everything to kind of look like. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, a couple parts of that with us at mm-hmm. the beginning a lot of that was set already right like obviously the business had been established for i don't know at least five years i think before yeah I, I came on board. <laughs> yeah probably about five years mm-hmm. so they obviously had like branding in place in terms of like colors and fonts and mm-hmm. their logo um but this past year once we've like now had a few years where we've been putting things out consistently feel like this past year you're right we kind of I feel like we we made it just a little bit more sleek a little bit more simple a yeah. little bit more in line with how uh we speak yeah um, which we're always touting all that we do is like simplicity um and almost just like modernize the brand a little bit mm-hmm. we also and consistent like consistently doing that so right. now when you scroll through our timeline or our posts or our feed all of the posts in terms of whether there's a graphic associated with it or a, or a little video or something. And we're still working towards this, but they all have a similar style. Right. Yeah, I think so. And we also did something fun this year. Um, we worked with a company to 
get some audio mm. for because um, part of our business is done over the phone. And uh, I don't know if you've ever called like a company and you are on the on hold music and it sounds like like 80s. Yeah. Like, elevator music. Yeah. It's just bad. And I think uh, once we kind of had that sound in that vibe once that matched vibes of simplicity and modern and cool and once we had that I think that also gave us like kind of more of the inspiration towards like our video mm-hmm. content towards our written content and everything yeah. to match that as well. It did well. kind of catapult like a little little change. Yeah. Insert clip of song now. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the song for Cut the Shit. We yeah. actually changed the song uh, to match that. Not that we wouldn't have changed it before because I think we were kind of on that direction anyways, but I mm-hmm. think after um, having those conversations with the company that did the sound, it kind of helped us honestly like think about what we wanted to be portrayed as and who we wanted the voice of the company to be like. And so I think that helped a lot. Yeah, no, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say working with that company who they were obviously experts at that in terms of putting um, music and um, like a voice, a literal voice. Yeah, that, <laughs> a <laughs> that, person's actual voice. Yeah, a literal voice. Um, Frank or Joe or, yeah, who was or it? something. Like, I don't Ryan. know. <laughs> know what his name was <laughs> thank you Ryan yeah <laughs> um that represents your brand it was it like encouraged uh like a, almost like a little brainstorming session of like what what are these qualities that you want to portray yeah um yeah I definitely think that that whole exercise and that whole little project started a lot of like the direction of where we started mm-hmm. to then head like probably mid last year. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then so from that, uh, we've said this a million times, but like social media. So after we did all of that kind of work towards establishing like a unified portrayal of what we wanted everything to look like, uh, we kind of slowly started transitioning our social media to like fit that mm-hmm. image as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, we've said it a million times. It can be a pain, but it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not on social media, get on social media. <laughs> yeah, and it's good to have conversations too. We did this, or like a conversation with yourself, I guess, again, if you're the only person. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the point? Like, because people know this, I think. Yeah. Like, each social media platform t- typically serves a different person purpose right so revisiting those accounts and like why are you posting this on linkedin and instagram like maybe that doesn't really make sense maybe Mm -hmm. this is just this is an educational piece so this should really just be on linkedin and again it creates more work because it's like okay then why do we have our instagram page what's that for right well for us that's for showcasing our culture and showing like what it's like to work at plow behind the scenes like more authentic I mean, all of our content is authentic, but you know what I mean. Showing the culture, the behind the scenes, and um, we've also done that with our on the spot type of content. Yeah, we've also done that with our video content as well because um, in 2022, culture was a big thing for us. We really wanted. It's really important for us as a company, and everybody here feels the same way about our culture. But in terms of like prospecting or having new people come in with a company it's always kind of like hard to like catch the vibe or like what's it going to be like working there we really wanted people to like understand that or even 
potential clients or yeah. whoever to not just what it's like to right. work there what's it like to partner with them to work with them, them. Yeah. yeah and 100%. so that was a really big focus for us last year and that's kind of what I think inspired the Instagram to kind of make that turn as well because mm. we had been posting more like product slash service right. type content but I think realizing that your audience is different on each um, platform is important as well so yeah. It, it is more work. It does create more work because you're going to have to tailor your content to each individual platform. But right. I think the payoff is definitely worth it. Right. Um, yeah. You could just post the exact same uh, copy with the same image on every platform and be like, all right, I'm done my whatever post for the day. But it does. It's not resonating with those that are seeing it. Right. Totally. And like, why would I follow you on five different platforms if you're just going to post thing. the same thing on right. every single one? Right. Um, on that, though, I was doing that for a long time, yeah. <laughs> especially when I was, again, alone and I just was because honestly, you didn't have time. time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you have to do, it's what Sorry. you have to do. But at some point, I think, yeah, diversifying yeah. those social media platforms and, and truly taking advantage of like the purpose of each one. Instagram's right. a much more personable app than LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, and so, yeah, just realizing that, yeah, Twitter's great. <laughs> um, but then also on that, like you don't need to reinvent the wheel in all of your content that you're doing. Yeah. Yes, you should like kind of customize it for each one, but you can also take a marketing campaign that you've created and take pieces of each one and mm-hmm. and use those on your other if it's a website, if it's an email, if it's mm-hmm. whatever, you can take bits and pieces of that. And I think we, uh, we've always known that, but I think we've really taken advantage of that this past year with the website update and using bits of content from all over to kind of amplify some of the current messaging that we had. It's okay to repurpose. Like if totally. I had a, we had an amazing campaign go out like in 2020 about some topic. Yeah. And now we want to revisit it again this year. Like my first place is I'm going to go back and see what we wrote about it mm-hmm. back in 2020 and pick things that I really like that we put out there and maybe not like share it out again, like verbatim, like verbatim yeah. word for word, but taking inspiration or tweaking it or, you know, whatever. And like using all that hard work that you did yeah. <laughs> a year and a half ago. There's no need to just throw it away after you right. use it. And like, no offense, may, people probably didn't see it or right. followers you had back then, you now have new followers mm-hmm. who didn't scroll back to 2020 to check out what you were talking about, probably, right. maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's th- okay to repurpose. Totally. And I think um, a big part of our website that you did um, last year was kind of making it all integrated and taking advantage of all the content we've made we've been making and I, I mean specifically video uh I think I've made like 60 something videos since I've been here mm-hmm. and like yeah posting that on YouTube is awesome but a lot of people may never go to your YouTube or may never mm-hmm. see it so taking clips of that or whether that's embedding or whatever and putting that on your website where you know mm-hmm. people are checking out or posting it on your uh Twitter where the clip is relevant it's it's an easy way to make more content out of the things that you've already Already put a lot of work into doing right um i mean fresh stuff is obviously important as well but yeah but it's it's definitely um i feel like it's just like don't waste all of the work that you've already done on something when you can just 
reuse it or reinvent it, spice it up and make a newer version, but use yeah. the basis of the last. Um, okay, number seven. Or this might be number six because we might have meshed two together. So <laughs> number six, be flexible. Things aren't always going to work out the way that you set them in the beginning of the year or the goals that you have at the beginning of the year might mm-hmm. need to change. So I think don't be afraid to pivot. And also don't be afraid to like admit like, okay, that didn't work. Yeah. Like, and try something new, especially when you're a small marketing department, you have the ability to kind of like trial and error a lot of stuff. Uh, and especially when you're not allocating funds to mm-hmm. big projects. Like, I mean, if right. you're trying a social media campaign and it flopped, that's no money lost on you. So try something else. And it's okay to like, I mean, we have here, but it's like, don't be afraid to fail. Like mm-hmm. if you do figure out what went wrong and pivot that. Yeah. There's countless times where I had this like genius idea in my head <laughs> and I started to work on it and I'm like, this isn't going to work out. I was like, amazing how I thought it would in my head yeah um which sucks because you feel like you've already spent some time and effort planning and thinking about like what could be of this like campaign or video or whatever it is and like you said just be flexible and I I would rather just turn my time to something new that I know that's gonna work than waste my time like trying to fit like a square in a hole right thing exactly and I think one example of this and not to out us but Uh, Last year, we set some goals around SEO kind of before we really understood SEO. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we had these goals that we didn't think were too complicated or overwhelming. And then once we started learning about more about SEO, we're like, oh, maybe that isn't achievable this year. So let's shift it to something that maybe is a little bit more realistic or shift our focus to something else that we're already doing great, like we kind of said earlier. Um, And so, yeah, just kind of don't harp on the failure but also yeah. like acknowledge it and then be flexible to move on to something else right. there's nothing worse than like something looming over you yeah. every day that you are like no probably deep down might not be achievable for at least like right now this mm-hmm. point in time this quarter this year whatever it is yeah it's okay to like put that aside yeah maybe we'll revisit it but right now this in this point in time this other thing is actually way more important and we could do amazing things right yeah yeah totally okay and then the last thing is just spend your money where it's worth it marketing i think to a lot of people seems like a very expensive department Mm -hmm. um because larger corporations make it so i Mm -hmm. mean spending thousands of dollars on video or advertising or Mm -hmm. whatever but it doesn't have to be if mm-hmm. if you, I think, do the work and you understand your audience. It doesn't have to be this multi-million dollar department in terms of spending. Yeah. We, yeah, we don't spend a lot of money. No. Um, we're very select, in terms of like outside resources or outside companies that help us right. achieve some of the things that we're doing. We have been always like very selective I think probably as a business, not just the marketing team of like Mm -hmm. what is actually worth spending the money on. I think doing your research too and understanding um, what you need to put the money towards and then things that maybe aren't worth it as much to you as a marketing department. For us, um, 
we have cameras here, we have audio equipment, so making video content, we don't need to go hire a videographer or a company to come in and edit, right. produce videos for us, but maybe if you don't have that knowledge or equipment and you do want to put out a video, that could be something important to you. But I think it's deciding where you want to spend your money and also deciding like what's worth it. Like maybe it's just worth it to hire somebody on full-time as a marketing person than to hire a consulting company every year or yeah. every quarter to come in and do it all for you and outsource it whatever that is like right i think really deciding like for you what's worth it and what's not it doesn't have to be a very expensive department yeah it's all gonna be like personal totally um, based on like what are your skill sets or the skill sets of your team mm -hmm. that you already have that you can do in-house and then what's important to you if maybe your team doesn't have those skills that for you, you've you've tested it, it's worked. It's worked. So that's like step one. Yeah. Like know that there's going to be then some trial and error like in the, the first time. Maybe you put some money towards a LinkedIn campaign and you can see that it's performed way better than any of your other posts that you put on LinkedIn. So you can say, okay, yeah, this makes sense for us to spend money now. Right. X amount each month on LinkedIn ads. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many free resources out there. Yeah. Um, and I just think it depends on what it is. Like, we have spent money on things. We've spent good chunks of money on things, but they've been a lot of times, like, a one-off or very selective, like, we see the value in it. Right. Um, but in terms of, like, a monthly budget where we're spending, like, a lot of money... We don't here. It's the most money we spend is on our people and our tools that we actually yeah. use on a day-to-day -day basis, like the Monday.com or the camera equipment that we'll invest in. Right, or like the editing software that we use. But other than that, right. like, yeah, it's not a big spend. And um, I think that may be like a deterrent for a lot of people to have a, a actual marketing department is that fear of the money mm -hmm. being spent because outwardly marketing can definitely seem as very expensive mm -hmm. thing but it doesn't have to be and you can spend mm -hmm. as much or as little money as you want honestly especially as a small business like yeah start small but something's better than nothing yeah um most applications too especially like social media ones like they have free versions that you can use like we use canva we use the membership but like yeah. The free version's pretty dang good. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a few things that you can't really customize on it, but, like, right. for somebody who just, like, I don't want to spend $20 a month or whatever, like, right. the free version. Or you don't want to hire a graphic designer. Exactly. Like, there's so many options. Um, HubSpot, like we said, HubSpot Academy's free. Canva has a free version. Uh, Moz, if you're interested in SEO stuff, they also have a lot of free parts of that. Monday.com we do pay for, but there's a free version that I use in like different parts of life called Asana. She and liked it so much she uses it in her own I life. do. I do. I love it. But I didn't love spending the money for Monday.com, so I got <laughs> Asana, which is like the Walmart version, but it's it's pretty dang yeah. close. I feel like we probably used that one year. Yeah, <laughs> probably. And then um, what we put our podcast out on is called Podbean, and it is – free for a certain amount of minutes per month uh mm -hmm. we do a paid version but i think it's like barely over a hundred dollars yeah. a year so like even that is very inexpensive and um yeah 
spend as much or as little money as you want. And that's yeah. just kind of like our money takeaways. definitely works. Yeah, I'm saying it doesn't like it definitely can bolster all the hard work. Like totally talking about that you are working on to get in front of more people, um, more people that would be interested in whatever it is you're selling. But it doesn't have to be, especially not at the beginning. Right. Exactly. So I think to wrap the episode, we're just going to kind of do some rapid fire ins and outs of marketing stuff for 2023 since this is the first episode of the year uh these are kind of some trends or maybe just some things marketing departments do that we think are a worth it or b like no not worth it don't waste your time so all right are you in first in okay in short form video okay if you're not making video content what the heck are you doing like you can literally shoot it on your iphone or your, yeah. or your Android. Hey, no hate to Android users, but what are you doing? An iPhone is so much better. Uh, yeah, shoot it on your iPhone. I think post most it on. of our audience would beg to differ on that. I believe that so. <laughs> but also, like, your videos look like they're shot from, like, 2006. So get with the program. iPhone video is perfectly fine for, honestly, most YouTube as well. Uh, post it on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, whatever. Just short form video is in. Yep. Out. Technical jargon. This is like core to our messaging. We try to avoid this at all costs. Um, it's okay to speak in layman terms. Yeah. In a way that people will understand and relate to. We don't need all the gizmo gadget talk. Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> you're not getting it from us. You don't need all that newfangled bullshit, okay? <laughs> Keep the technical jargon off your, especially on social media. Nobody cares. Right. In authentic and natural content, I think gone are the days of super scripted very like i don't know produced content so definitely like just make it you make it natural make it the voice of the company and like if everybody else is doing something and you're not that way like it's okay to just be authentic and be yourself i think definitely with this podcast we've really tried to focus on authenticity and like cutting the shit so yeah you took my next out, which is oh, yeah. highly produced content. Yeah. What she said. <laughs> yeah, and that goes into the, the big the big spend on that too. Sure. I mean, we don't need a four K right. HD green screen. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that deters, especially with a small business, I feel like yeah. being real and being um, relatable and authentic right. is a very appealing when you're working with somebody. Right. Uh, and so yeah, just keep it real and yeah. As a small business, like if you're, if you're the marketer in a small business, like I would so highly try and encourage your business owners to get involved um, yeah. in what some of the things that you're working on and showing the people who are consuming your content, like what they're like, who they are as people. Because mm -hmm. if you really are a true small business, like they're probably the ones also interacting Talking. with yeah. clients. So if someone can see on the other end a video of them explaining, I don't know, like your business, why you started the business and feel related to them on some level mm -hmm. and you end up getting a meeting with them, they're going to be a little bit slightly more comfortable going into that meeting because they kind of have a feel for maybe what they can expect from, from them. Totally. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like such a far away person. Like right. you feel closer to them before even like having a conversation with them. Yeah um okay yeah on that like yeah behind the scenes show your people yeah. um 
Oh, it's in. Yes, it's in, not out. It's in. Show your people. Uh, we talked about earlier on our Instagram, we're really focusing on culture. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is just like getting our people, whether they like it or not, <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying to get hard. everybody yeah. a little bit more used to maybe some cameras being around and taking some photos and making fun little videos. But yeah, just showing the world the people that you hire is a great way to like a show your culture and b like humanize your yeah. business yeah if you're trying to grow people want to know what it's like yeah to work there exactly okay my next out is posting to post we talked kind of a little bit about this earlier in the episode but post with like a purpose yeah like why are we putting out this piece of information or why are we putting out this content uh, like blog or a white paper or something like what what is the person who's on the receiving end going to benefit from it? Yeah. Yeah. And if there is no benefit, like, don't post it. Yeah. Agreed. You don't need four Instagram posts a day just to, like, check off the box. Because right. Google said you need to post that many. Like, yeah. if it's not serving a purpose, like, nobody yeah. really cares. Yeah. There's obviously some <laughs> research. And, Algorithm and stuff. Yeah. Behind it. But I'm. Again, I think that can sometimes be like, yes, if you are working at a corporation. Yeah. Um, well, we're talking about small businesses here, so I just don't think that's always the case. True. Yeah, definitely. Um, on on the post post, um, be simple. When you are uh, just like putting all of your marketing content out there, it doesn't need to be super intricate and crazy. Like I think this past few months and especially going into 2023, our goal is kind of just simplicity with mm-hmm. everything that we're doing. Uh, we've learned a lot from the past and the way that we've um, advertised ourselves. And I think simplicity works the best for our audience, for our industry. So keep it simple. Yeah. That comes with time too. Totally. Um, Like just getting comfortable and getting to know the business. And like definitely at first, socials would take me days and days because I was not as comfortable with feeling confident in like the types of content right or to speak or things like that um i said just something that can take some time yeah to get really comfortable with exactly oh it's my turn mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> outs or next out um pushy marketing content slash spamming yeah that's kind of uh the whole vibe of not just marketing but sales here it's like we're not trying to sell just to sell you something like we're always going to try and serve you content or a solution or whatever because it's from what we've heard about you and your problems and um, goals that you're trying to achieve it's something that you might need it's not just like we sell this so you must buy it Um, yeah and that's something we try not to have come across in our marketing content either Um, and I nobody likes that no, nobody likes the old like car salesman shtick or getting twenty emails a day. Yeah, just yeah, the spamming is out in twenty twenty three. Enough. And some of the tools like can help you with that in terms of seeing like, okay, did this yeah, person like, open? Yeah, exactly. Or did this person click? Um, which can give you some like more knowledge as to, okay, do I follow up or do I just 
maybe Close follow up door. in six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, leave the door half open. Yeah, but yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. going in just yet. Yeah, they yeah. need some time. Yeah, exactly. They gotta clean up. They have to tidy up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let them marinate. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, in is educational content. People want to know how stuff works, mm-hmm. especially in the IT world. Mm-hmm. Like, putting out content that like helps people understand a what it is you do and b like just things that are happening in your industry mm-hmm. uh being the voice of that or, and maybe being like a place that people can go to to like learn mm-hmm. i think is really important yeah. and educational content is a really great and easy way to like come up with ideas for video specifically mm-hmm. um how to's what is how it works Mm -hmm. yeah content that's gonna like hopefully give some clarity or answers or at least help them understand that you can help them yeah with problems that that they're having in their business for example if we're talking about b2b yeah and also it it just shows people that like you know what you're talking about too so like if you're able to articulate become a thought leader yeah exactly if you're able to like articulate a concept that may be really intricate or complicated or you've got you've googled it and you don't really see anything out there that like makes it easy to digest and you're able to kind of package that up in a nice way and become more trustworthy just like a thought leader in the space yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i think trustworthy was a good way good Mm -hmm. one okay my next out is sticking to the status quo so this is something we see a lot in our industry, but it definitely happens just businesses in all different types of industries, um, like people copying this off this person and that person copying that from that person. And then everybody just looks the same Yeah. or is talking about the same things and saying them the same ways. And sometimes like that's just how it is because there's timely topics or conversations that are being had about specific topics that like your business sells or does or impacts your clients. Um, But just like trying to differentiate and be different. (laughs) Yeah. It's the same word, but like be unique, bring like a value add to whoever is consuming your content or whoever your clients are that maybe like your next competitor Mm -hmm. over doesn't. Um, And I think a lot of people don't do that because it's more comfortable to just be in the same realm of what everybody else is doing so it's all just kind of like this is how it is yeah exactly um i think also that goes just a little bit into like even just like your branding if that if just because somebody else is doing it or your industry always uses these colors and whatever like i think it's important to not steer too far away because you don't want to be unrecognizable right but you also don't want to just like fade into the background so Yeah, not being afraid to, like, modernize, like, the industry that you're in and, like, the type of content that you're putting out there or even just your branding. Like, yeah. make it you. Right. Um, it's kind of like what we said earlier is just, like, authentic and natural yeah. to you as, yeah. a, as a company. All right. In, well oh, you got <laughs> No, I said one? well said. Oh, appreciate it. In uh, engaging with your audience. So, like, especially with marketing uh, in a small department, it – you don't have a ton of free time on your hands but if you find yourself maybe with a little bit of some extra time possibly just going through on it doesn't take a whole lot yeah going through on your social media and engaging with other people that you follow or um responding to comments or whatever that looks like for you i think Mm -hmm. just like 
having those conversations with your audience and it's not just one-sided with social media especially it you don't want to just post something out and then forget about it but like going back to it and interacting and if people are liking it like maybe posting a comment or whatever it's just it's helpful and it also like uh reminds people that like it's not just like a robot doing everything it's like almost like a two-way street yeah it's a relationship like if someone is doing something nice for you yeah this is a terrible analogy (laughs) you might want to do something nice back right right a little iou action (laughs) you help me i help you (laughs) okay um my next out is terrible swag this is a thing yeah in this industry Oh, actually, em- Emily wrote shitty swag. But I was feeling <laughs> self-conscious to say that. The name—it's in the name of the show. We can yeah. say shit. Um, yeah, this happens a lot. Probably not just in IT, but we obviously that's where like we live, so world, we see there's a it. lot yeah. of bad swag. And I'm not throwing shade to swag. I actually love swag, but again, going back to like the sticking to the status quo, it's not just about your marketing content, like. Just because somebody else has given out a pop socket at the conference last <laughs> week, like you don't need to go make pop sockets because it's actually like maybe people don't actually like that. So we actually do like take a lot of feedback and like we'll have our director of client experience or like our sales reps like encourage feedback on some of the swag mm-hmm. items that we'll give out. But we are definitely, I feel like a little bit more intentional and like, what do we think would actually someone would actually what would like? I want too. yeah like and like what would if I was on ask receiving our team in, yeah like what would I want right. like do I want another like you said pop socket or pocket knife or bottle opener it's yeah. like everybody's doing that like what do people right. actually need right. or want or if you think a bottle opener is cool and it makes sense like find one that is like a little bit more unique or something yeah you know um there's a lot of cool swag vendors out there. I love the swag vendors. But yeah, just finding items that people will remember too, right? You want them to look back in six months and be like, I'm still using this item that Plow gave me at this, yeah. this event. Or, oh, remember when they gave out that? Like, like we should do that. that like sweatshirt that's cool. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Like maybe we could do that at our company. Mm-hmm. Like just trying to leave a lasting impression with everything you do and that includes swag. Right. And also, it's a it's a spend. So like you're spending money right. on it. So you might as well like a lot of money. figure out like what people actually yeah. want or what they'll remember. Because like yeah, it's, yeah, it costs your business at the end of the day, yeah. and you don't really get much out of it besides like right conversation or connection. Right. Um. Okay. I have two left, so I'll, I'm gonna kind of mesh them. But for our ends, uh, targeted messaging, and then just overall trust. But I feel like for targeted messaging, for sure is in kind of this goes back to like the spammy emails like those emails won't really exist as much anymore when you're more deliberate with who you're sending them to and um you're kind of filtering who is receiving or or who you want to receive the message so yeah uh i think we've slowly started to do a little bit more of that this past year yeah the goal is always like if something hits your contacts inbox you want them to see it and be like yeah wow, I really relate to that. Yeah. And I think with that, you're right, comes trust because you are feeling like oh, the person me. sending to you yeah. knows you and get and yeah understands you, can relate to all the things that you're experiencing. Um, you need good data for that. Totally. In terms of, and that's something 
like candidly that we've been working on for a while in terms of just like getting good information on these people that you are um marketing to so just a thought there on the side <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a labor of love for yeah. sure and it's it's a learning process but once you are able to kind of field out uh, who should be receiving what messaging it definitely the payout is worth it because your open rate is going to increase your like click-through rate is going to increase which uh, we always want to see more of with um, emailing so I mean that's the end of this lovely marketing episode mm-hmm. um, hope you guys have a great 2023 a successful and hopefully maybe this inspired you to uh, create some new marketing goals or hire a whole marketing department. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this scared you actually for marketing and uh, hopefully it didn't. But if it does feel a little bit overwhelming, um, it definitely can be. So take things bit by bit and yeah. yeah, just feel out what you need. Like we said, like these are just things that worked for us in our business, but uh, hopefully it is more of in inspiration for like next steps for what you want to do yeah and brian link will be back next week we actually have a lot of fun episodes already lined up for the rest of this year we set smart goals and we planned and we communicated (laughs) but if you're interested some of the topics that you can look forward to brian talking about are the CFO and CTO relationship, how to get those two lovely folks aligned. Um, <laughs> Not user, the easiest thing in the no. world. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is user experience so important um, in business and how technology can impact that, of course. Um, business acquisitions and just fast-growing businesses in general. What's it like from the CIO or CTO perspective in terms of managing that? Mm-hmm. Um and then hopefully we'll get someone on to talk about perhaps the restaurant industry mm-hmm. and um, always like the driving force behind all of our episodes is like what's the business driver behind behind your technology decisions. Right. So those are some some of the episodes that we have lined up for you guys for this year so far. Yeah. So if you're a new listener or you've been here since the beginning, we appreciate you. And uh, we're really looking forward to the new year. So once again, happy new year. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Happy new year. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you were enjoying the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you would become a subscriber wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that would really help us out. Or you can just go old school and tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, and hell, anybody else who you think might want to hear something like this to listen in. If you're on social media, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at cuttheshit underscore pod. We are also on TikTok, at cuttheshitpod, all one word, where we post lots of clips from the podcast. And last but not least, you can also watch the YouTube version of the show on our YouTube channel, at Plow Networks. Until next time, Take care and have a great day.